think when you're creating visuals, you always want to remember your brand voice. Think about your goals and think about balance, readability, cohesiveness, color. When you have a set of visual characters, you always want to celebrate diversity. Um, and when in doubt, just hire a designer. We'll help you out. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are and wherever you're watching from. My name is Matt Pierce, host of the Visual Lounge, where we talk about using images and video in the workplace. And today we're gonna to be talking specifically about images in the workplace and a specific type of image in the workplace. We're gonna be talking about using illustrations and we've got a great guest to help us talk about and learn more about using illustrations. But you know, I just wanna mention that if you're out there and you've got the new version of Snagit, Snagit 2024, which is out now, you can go and actually get some of the illustrations that we're gonna be talking about. We're gonna be talking about a whole bunch that are, are available in the asset library. So go check those out as we do. But with that said, let me go ahead and introduce our guests for today. Lainey has been creative from a young age and has built an impressive career as a freelance graphic artist. Her experience spans various industries, including agency, retail, and editorial work. Lainey specializes in illustrations and graphic design, collaborating with clients on a project basis. She's known for her quick problem-solving skills and effective communication with a unique talent for bringing ambiguous visions to life. And I've seen her work, and I, literally I've seen her work and the work that she does, and it is really awesome. I'm so excited to have Lainey join us here in the Visual Lounge. Welcome, Lainey. Thank you for having me, Matt. Yeah, you bet. I'm, I'm so excited to get to talk to you because we we talk to a lot of folks who are learning professionals or customer education or doing all the stuff um, that's kind of like involves some of the work that you do, but it's they're not the creators of like illustrations or graphics. They're designing like flows and experiences. So this is exciting because I, I see the value of graphic design and illustration in like all the work that I do. So um, this is gonna be fun. So I wanna start at the beginning. I, I'm really curious, uh, how did you get started and involved with creating illustrations? Well, like you said, I've always been artists, like artistic ever since a little kid. I was always drawing, um, creating, painting. I just, I didn't think I wanted to do it as a career. Um, so I actually went to college and I got a liberal arts degree from U of M. Uh, and then the job market wasn't great. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Wasn't really interested in grad school, but I still loved being artistic. And I ended up going to Lansing Community College and taking classes in graphic design. And that was the best decision I ever made because um, it really gave me the skills to use my artistic abilities in the working world. And I was able to start getting jobs in graphic design and now I'm a freelancer. Um, I have my own clients and I've built a career out of just like using what I love to do, but like doing it for a living. No, that's that that is awesome. And I, so let me ask you on that, because I think a lot of people think I have to be the uh, the creative kid. I have to be the talented kid. You know, uh, did you feel like you were like a, a kind of cut above people, like in terms of where you're at in your skills before you started this? Or were you like, yeah, you loved it. You did it. You, you practiced, so you're probably pretty good. But um, or is this something you're like, no, I was really awesome. And I just enhanced it with a class. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think you sometimes you're born with certain skills or abilities, but mm -hmm. like you really do. If you want to make money at it, you need to learn 
Like I learned software. I didn't know how to use Illustrator and design or Photoshop. I had to learn that. So um, it's just like learning the tools that you need to be a creative, like in lots of different industries. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that because I think sometimes we think, oh, I, I don't have skills. I don't have the ability. But I think a lot of the things people do, it's, it's skills, right? Learning the skills. It's not talent's important. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And no, I mean, everyone has creativity. It's just mm -hmm. learning how to, how to hone it, I guess. Absolutely. So, so Lainey, when you're working on a project for whether it's for a client, uh, we'll say for, for different clients, it doesn't matter which one. How do you, how do you start defining success for the illustrations and the, the graphic design work you do? What, what makes a project successful for you? Yeah, that's such a good question. And as the phrase goes, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So with art, it can be very subjective, but with the stuff I do, like commercial art, you want it to be communicative. Um, you want the, like the illustrations I do, for example, they have to say something pretty quickly. You know, audiences these days have kind of a short attention span. So when, when I do something that I consider successful, it makes the client happy. It meets the goals and it supports the brand of the company. You always want your visuals to support your brand, which is the backbone of any company or retail brand or anything like that. Yeah, I love that idea that it's got to communicate quickly. And I think that's got to be a challenge to to do, right? Like, how do you, you know, how do you get from someone seeing something in, in what mere seconds to help them to understand, like, this is what this is? Any advice for us? Right. There? I think it's often a collaboration, like with graphics, you often have text mm -hmm. and visuals. So it's kind of a marriage between the two. You want the visuals to support the text. And you want it to say something, it could be something metaphorical, it could be something literal, but it's always just working in tandem with whatever you're saying. Does that make sense? It does. So yeah, bringing, it's not, illustrations are great and they convey a lot. Words are great. They convey a lot, but it's, it's a lot right. more powerful when you bring them together, it seems like. Yeah. Awesome. So, so Lainey, we often ask our guests for, for tips to help people improve using images or video in their workplace. And, and obviously you, you are specializing in a, in a very kind of uh, focused way on illustrations and graphic design, but for, for us who are not illustrators or graphic designers, what advice would you give us about using in particular images to be more successful with what the things that we're either making or finding, purchasing, how can we be more successful with them? I think you have to know what your goals are, especially, like I said, with your brand. So the brand being the backbone of like whatever you want to do, you want to know like what your, what your vibe is of your company, for example, like how you like to talk to your clients, like color palette is a part of that. So just making sure you know your goals like as the basis is really going to help you say to a designer, like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what I want you to create. And having parameters can really be helpful for designers. So they don't like they don't have all the options under the sun. They know what they can do for you to meet the goals to communicate with your audience. Yeah, we uh, oftentimes in, in the group that I work with here at TechSmith, we talk about putting, uh, you know, we I think the phrase was, and I think I've said it on the show before, uh, quoted by Ryan Knott, he said, you you uh, bowl more strikes with bumpers than without, um, you know, so those guys, having guide, clear yep. guidelines, right, makes makes total sense. 
Yeah. Well, well, Lainey, let me let's dive into a little bit more uh, kind of deeper here into this use of using illustrations and graphics. Um, so obviously, I think I've seen a trend over, I don't know, it seems like the last maybe five years or more. I've seen a lot more organizations turning to illustrations on their websites. It used to be like very kind of photo centric. And now it feels like it's, a lot of websites are more illustration centric. So why why do you think people are using illustrations? And maybe it's more, maybe it's not. Um, but why do you think that's an important kind of thing to be thinking about and considering in in the work? I think that illustration can do something, not that photography can't do, but illustration can be, it can be created really quickly. It can be created on a budget. You know, like the longer something takes, the more money you're going to need. So you can make simple graphics that stick within your brand's color palette. You can create characters that represent your brand that people can associate with your campaign. I think it's just like a really flexible way for companies to quickly communicate. And it can be trendy, like you said, really eye-catching. Mm -hmm. Like I said, people have a like you're scrolling on your phone, like you need to see something really quickly. Bright colors can be eye-catching, for example. So I think that's something that illustrators can do that might be just a trend over photography right now. What well, also feels like, I mean, obviously, I think there's stylistically probably illustration styles that come and go, right, in terms of the way it looks and feels. But I, photography suffers the same thing, like clothing, hairstyle. I remember being uh, in in school talking about making videos and they're like, well, be careful because you're going to date that video. You know, it's, somebody's going to there's going to be some trend, uh, you know, and people are going to be like looking at it later and saying like, oh, this is definitely old because look at the shirt they're wearing or look at their hair or whatever. Um, it seems like but illustration, you can maybe neutralize that uh, that those options a little bit. So yeah, and you can maybe, update them too. like yeah. <laughs> you can just change the character shirt color or um, something else is you can create. Like photography is, I, I'm not a photographer, I don't know, but with illustration, you can create a world, like you can create people next to objects and the sizes are all over the place. Like you're kind of creating a metaphorical world that you can't really do at least very easily with photography. Um, so like I said, there's just a ton of flexibility with the kind of visuals that you can create. Yeah. And when, when you and I had a chance to speak, one of the things that you said that struck me was this idea that the other thing about illustrations are from a, you know, I can't, I cannot go to the moon. I can't go into outer space, most likely. I, I you know, there, I can't, there's all these things I, I'm not capable of doing. You're not, it's either, it's going to be a green screen and look kind of weird, but your illustrations, uh, they could go anywhere. So maybe, could you tell us a little bit more like why that you think that's valuable in terms of in the design process or why organizations might want to consider that for, as they use illustrations? Uh, yeah, I guess for me, it just goes more into the metaphorical, like you're telling a story and it's not always something that you see in the real world. Like it might be something you just see in your mind's eye, like your style, like there's just so many places you can go with your, with stylizing something, I guess. So Lainey, let's, let, I want to shift gears a little bit because as someone, you, you, you're always translating people's visions or right that you're you're taking those goals you're taking taking those visions that they have which may may or may not be well defined how 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 do you go about doing that when someone a, a client comes to you and says hey we've got this idea for a project 
Like what what steps are you walking through to, to make sure you're getting to a good kind of final product that they're going to be happy with, that you're going to be happy with, that's going to meet those goals and achieve, achieve whatever it is that they're trying to achieve? Yeah, um, that's some of that is like my favorite part. It's like the concepting phase, I call it. Um, I think the first thing I do is kind of like pull imagery, like do internet searches, like pull, make a mood board, I guess. Um, pull imagery, pull color palettes, create mood boards and share that with the client and share like a few different looks and feels just to make sure you're on the same page. And usually they say, oh, that's not what I'm looking for, but this is what I'm looking for. Like, let's go in that direction. Um, so from there, I'll do sketches if it's illustrations, just like, so, so like for logos, I will sometimes do like, 50 sketch it, you know, just like get mm. everything from my head onto paper. Um, and from there, you can really go, this is a terrible idea. This is a terrible idea. And then send the good ones to the client. And they kind of you start from that point. And from there, you can really hone down on the visuals that they're going to be happy with. So here I am, I'm listening to you say you're doing all these sketches, and maybe like 50, maybe that's a, a number that you just pulled out of the air, right? 50. But it, I mean, it feels like in that iterative process, are a lot of them similar? Or is it like you're going like, I'm going to do this one, then I'm going to go crazy different direction right. with it. What what do you find works well for you? Yeah, I mean, you can do stuff that's very similar with like slight tweaks, or you can say, oh, I really need to think of, I really need to think outside the box. Like I got to do something way different. And you would be surprised like how many ideas that just branches off from that. It's actually probably a good way for even people who aren't doing creative work to just for like brainstorming um, the process of just thinking of ideas for whatever your goals are. Um, yeah, very iterative. Um, and it's just like a really good way to eliminate things that you don't want and go in the direction of things you do want. So, you know, I'm thinking about this process, you're narrowing down. Uh, all these variations, you're, you know, obviously the clients probably got input and saying like, yeah, we like that one or this, you know, maybe they've got a very clear vision of what, what they wanted. How do you, how do you stay up on like, cause there are so many different variations out there for a while. It seemed like a lot of the tech companies in particular were using this very distinct style of person. And maybe it's a particular illustrator they were all going to, but like kind of like Kurt, they, people had a lot of curves to them. Like, you know, like really skinny. And really tiny heads. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you, so where, how do you keep up with like yeah. all the different illustration styles that are out there? I feel like just looking at LinkedIn and Instagram and just getting inspiration from other artists that I follow, like people's work I see in editorial magazines, people's work I just see on Instagram, mural artists, like there are certain trends, but I find that if I try to draw something in my style, I see something and I want to like maybe emulate it or use that as inspiration for my own random drawing. It always comes out in my style because every artist has their own, like there's nothing you can do about it. It's just, it's how you create things. It's, it's your style. It's what comes out of your fingers. Um, so I find that no matter what I do, it's still, it still ends up looking like, oh, lady made that. Like people are always like, even though you do different illustrations and different, different styles. It always looks like you made it. I think which, every which artist cool. has that little signature. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And so I was, I was actually just hoping there was like the secret webpage you go to and like, okay, here's the top <laughs> 10 styles. I mean, they're probably out there, but those aren't usually real reliable. So 
I want to, we're going to talk about the, the Snagit illustrations you, you made here in, in just a second, but I want real quickly, I, I'm really curious because I think for a lot of us who are not designers, we're not going through this process. And I know you use a lot of different tools, but like, so, so we've gone kind of talked about like the, how you get from the client's idea to start making all these sketches, but what does a practical kind of practically look like when you're sitting down? It was, Cause I was really interested to learn that you use a mouse and your computer, right? It's not like you're not literally sketching. I mean, you do for vector but... illustrations. I do, yeah. yeah. For for sketching, I do use the Apple Pencil on my iPad. I use Procreate, which is just like a digital piece of paper and pencil. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for vector art in Adobe Illustrator, I do. I use my mouse and I click around. It's not like I'm actually creating it with a pencil. But as as you saw in the in the screen capture that I sent you, um, I did pull in a sketch that I did in Procreate. I pulled that into Illustrator and then I traced over it with my mouse. Yeah, so I think we can, Eleni, we're gonna try something here. Uh, for our podcast listeners, we're gonna talk over this, so you're not gonna miss anything, but if you wanna see the video, we're just gonna play a, a small piece of it. Uh, but t talk through, if you wouldn't mind illustrating, I guess not illustrating is not the right word here. If you'll just talk through for a second, like let's, we're gonna bring your video up on screen. We've sped it up, but so you're, you've got the sketch and then you're just, is it just a matter of layering on things here? Is that what's going on? Yeah, layers are hugely important. Um, so that's my sketch that I did in Procreate and I pulled it in and I start creating layers on top of it. And so that's creating shape. Yep, I'm just creating shapes with the pen tool. And I just have to be really conscious of what's on top of what. Mm -hmm. I actually don't think I actually use layers in the layer panel. I just know where you can put things behind other things. So <laughs> I just kind of keep track of that in my head, <laughs> where all the shapes lie on top of each other. And I just keep the color palette going, think about shadows, think about contrast. Yeah, and, and I'm sure this, I mean, obviously we sped this up, so it, it looks super easy. But I know it's a, a how many years of experience you had going through and creating characters and and doing all this work. But it's it is it, it's so fascinating to watch. But but a couple of things I'm thinking about for our our listeners who are not you know they're not sketch artists or they're not doing illustrations. But like I love that you have your palette, your color palette right there. You know what colors are available mm. to you. It, it just makes a lot of sense that you're you're able to. You're not looking for that. You're not going off. I'm often going out and searching for like, you know, what's the the hex code for that one or with the RGB or whatever. Oh, yeah. That was probably the first thing I did was decide what color palette. And I mean, a lot of the times I like to use a limited color palette or use the brand's logo kind of colors. But for this for this set of Snagit illustrations, since it's characters and they're all doing different jobs. I just wanted to have like a really broad range and I wanted the colors to be really bright. So you can see that if you're watching the video, you can see my little blocks of color at the top that I'm pulling from. Well, well, it's super, super cool to see. And we're, we'll have that video available out on our social media channels and other places so people can go watch it in full with with music. So it's, it's really fun to watch. So, Lainey, as you're, you know, obviously, TechSmith, we approached you to create the set of illustrations. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what what did you create? So for this set of illustrations, I think there's about 45 of them, maybe. For Snagit, they wanted to have characters that are in the working world. So it's lots of different people doing lots of different jobs. They're in different sectors. Like there's 
general, there's some that are just general office or they're working from home. There's some in finance, there's some in medical careers, there's some in construction, education. So I just like went through and made a huge list of people that I would like to create doing all these different kinds of jobs. And the folks at TechSmith really wanted to make sure these were diverse. So we took into account things like gender, skin color, body shape, body size, abilities. So some of the people are representing different abilities, like some of the characters are using wheelchairs. The guy in that video has an artificial limb. Um, I wanted to make sure different ages were represented. And then things like personal style, like uh, tattoos, piercings. So just making sure this set of characters represents people who look like all sorts of different ways. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, a nice focus on, it's not maybe the key, but if like you want to see yourself in whatever you're working on, right. Or someone else's. Yeah. Everyone you know. wants to be represented. Yeah. So in, in that process of, of, and I know there's lots of conversations and we don't need to go into all the details and I wasn't part of all those conversations. Uh, but, but I'm curious, like when you're starting to think about designing a project like this and you've got 40 some, um, how much of it is you like just coming back with, in this case, was a lot of you coming back with ideas like, Hey, what about these? Or did, did TechSmith? And I'm, I know I'm speaking almost third person cause I am also TechSmith, uh, you know, but like, did they have a list of like, Hey, we want general office workers. We want to see a guy holding a board doing construction or, or was it like you coming back and saying like, Hey, here's some, here's some jobs I think that would look great in illustration. Right. That's a good question. They had the list of the different groups, like types of jobs, like construction, education, healthcare. They had, I think, eight different industries that they wanted represented. And then I came up with a list of, so like in construction, I came up with a person with a clipboard, a person with a board, a person with like a sandblaster, a person digging at a construction site. Like I came up with that. Um, for every single industry. And then I just made sure that all of the characters were diverse and they said, go for it. Awesome. Yeah. Which, which is, which is amazing because I, I, I'm guessing it's different with every client. Some clients will be very specific. Some will lean into your, your creativity. You know, as we think about this idea of inclusion and making sure people just, there's this general representation, I, I got to imagine there's a little pressure there to make sure you're doing that well. Um, you know, w- whether someone with a prosthetic or you're defining age or body shape, obviously people are, can be sensitive to those things. And, uh, you know, I'm guessing when you're as an artist thinking about those, are, are there things that you try to consider or do that help you to make sure you're fairly representing and representing accurately people? Or is it something that, you know, you just, you find kind of models that you're looking at, I guess, how do you, how do you go about doing that in a way that is, is going to make sure people are feeling good about what's shown based on what they might see in themselves? Yeah. I think for a long time in the media, like we saw a certain type of person, like a model type of person, but in past years, um, we've just wanted to celebrate diversity more. So you kind of just think about who, you know, in your life, like, who you see at the grocery store, like you see all different kinds of people and why shouldn't everyone be represented in art and media? And so I just kind of think about that when I'm creating my characters. And the other thing I did want to mention too was 
you can make sure that your text has enough contrast. Like when you're mm-hmm. creating things for people with visual impairments, like there's a contrast checker that you can use. And it's really important when you're starting to think about your branding. If you're like starting a new company, you're getting your logo created. Uh, you want to make sure that it has enough contrast so that people who, like I said, have visual impairment can can see it. Yeah. So in your illustrations, do you do you do like obviously accessibility is important, whether it's text or or visuals or video or whatever it is. And when you're making your illustrations, is that something that you're also doing is thinking like, hey, I'm going to design this individual or this logo or whatever it is and making sure you're checking colors. I'm thinking, you know, the construction uh, gentleman that we saw on the screen is carrying a board and the bright the you know, the neon bright yellow vest. But is that something that is like you're going through and making sure that like someone who's colorblind or uh, is having maybe visual impairments of a different type that are going to your illustrations. I don't do it as much. Yeah, I don't do it as much with illustration. I think it's really important with text just so it's readable with Mm -hmm. illustration. There's just, there can be so much going on. Um, But you do, you always want to keep contrast in mind in general, because again, that goes with scrolling your phone quickly, like it has to be eye catching. So Contrast is important for a lot of reasons. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I want to move into our speed round question here in just a second, but I'm, I'm curious as we look, as you look ahead, we asked a little bit earlier about like where you go, kind of how are you keeping up with the trends? Is there any trends in illustration or graphic design that are starting to emerge that you're excited about or you think are promising or, or you think is going to be something that you'll be able to lean into that we should know about and be paying attention to? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, like something I did want to mention was you talked about how you were surprised that I used a mouse to like create those illustrations. So Mm -hmm. there's a couple, I mean, there's vector illustrations, which is what I did here. And vector illustration is cool because you can size it up or size it down and it doesn't lose integrity. Like it doesn't get pixelated. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's like the other kind of illustration which is what people use Photoshop or Procreate for. So that is pixel-based, and that is a lot more dependent on the size that the piece is going to, like, if it's going to be printed, like, you really have to know how big it's going to be. So I think probably vector illustration answers that question because you're creating something flat and simple and often bright colors um, and just comes across really quickly to the eye. So that might be a trend, but it also could have been a while around for a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's a whole, uh, whole tutorial and, or, uh, episode where we could just talk about file formats and styles. Um, <laughs> but I think we'll, we'll save that for another day. Cause, but it, you know, the reason I asked that question is because I think it's always interesting to see where design trends are going, right? Like to know like, Hey, what's up and coming? What? And, and I do think vectors, I think it's pretty widely used, but not everybody. I'm guessing there's people on the show who are listening to this who don't know you use the word vector and they they might not understand what that means. And so it's also easier to animate vector art. Mm. I'm not an animator, but I have a little bit of experience with motion graphics. So motion graphics is probably where trends are going, you know, moving your illustrations around, creating characters that are moving around. And it's easier to do that cleanly with vector graphics. Absolutely. Get them all positioned and 
get them in different settings and all that good stuff. So, well, Lainey, we're going to move on to our speed round questions. For people who have not listened to the show, speed round questions are quick questions with quick answers, and we determine them by the roll of a die. So let's go ahead and dive in. All right, Lainey, I know, I know you've prepared for these. You've got 12 questions. They could be any one, but we're going to go ahead and go over to our dice cam. Are you are you ready for the roll, first roll? I'm ready. All right, here we go. First one is down, and that is... It looks like a one. I'm just going to no. it's a seven. It's hard to see, but it is a seven. So question number seven, what's a hobby or interest you've always wanted to pursue, but haven't had the chance yet? So you obviously a lot of people would say, oh, I like I would love to pursue sketching or drawing. You do that for your career. Is there a hobby that you would love to pursue that you haven't had a chance to do? I have two answers for this. I'll make yeah. it quick. But my first answer is um, playing the guitar. I've always wanted to learn how to play the guitar. I don't think I'm a very musically inclined person, but it's on my bucket list. Um, and the other thing actually has to do with sketching and drawing. I've always been interested in illustrating children's books. Um, a lot of my art is very kid facing or fun, um, appeals to kids anyway. I just haven't checked that one off the list yet. All right. Well, that would be awesome. And if you do, let us know because we'd love to share that out. Because, uh, yeah, I love, I love, you know, every kid's book needs good illustration. It's just part of the rules, I think. All right. Well, back to our dice cam. Here we go. Ready for your next roll. And this one is we, wow, this is two recordings I've had in a <laughs> Seven row. Seven again. Can't, can't do that again. So, but although you did give us two answers. So let's try it again here. Okay. That is a nine. Just going to Yep, the line is underneath the, you can, can't see it in the camera, but it's right underneath the, the, the lower whatever thing that's called. So number nine is what's the one thing you're most proud of in your career? You've made a lot of stuff. So what's, what's the one thing you're most proud of? Yeah, it's not any one project in particular. I would say I'm most proud of becoming self-employed and being my own boss. Um, it's not easy, but it's very rewarding. Um, just... I have my own clients. I set my own schedule. I pay my own taxes. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. I love being self-employed. I don't think I could ever go back to working for one company. I get to work with lots of different people and lots of different companies and I love it. I, I think there's not, no, no, nothing uh, wrong with that answer. It's a great answer. And congratulations for you for being able to do that. I'm sure some of our listeners would say, I, I want to do that. I wish I I wish I had that ability. Uh, so great answer. So, OK, here we go. Last one. We're going to roll it again. Number one. Perfect. Now, it's, it's truly a one this time. So if you could this, this is maybe a little different. We changed these questions not too long ago. But if you can have dinner with any historical figure, who would it be and why? So is there anybody in your <laughs> bucket list? For some reason was the hardest question for me to answer. <laughs> The first person that came to mind is not historical figure. It was Jack Black. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll take it. I love him. I think he's hilarious. But if I did have to have dinner with a historical figure, I was thinking it would be cool. I mean, it doesn't even have to be anyone famous, but like someone in ancient times, like ancient Rome or like a feudal system or someone just like that lived through the American Civil War. Like, what was it like? to live in those times. Like everything was so different. Yeah. We didn't have modern technology. I don't know. I'm just interested in what it was like to live way back when. 
I, I what, love it. How, how, what did you use for drawing? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, tell I was me thinking, what it was like to make cave paintings. <laughs> I was thinking like, you know, if, if you didn't have an answer, I was like, oh, think about all the great artists that have done things. I mean, even uh, just illustrators who, I mean, I don't, I'm sure we could think of a few illustrators who've done. Crazy. Oh yeah. I wrote Don Da Vinci, Michelangelo, you know. Yeah. And we'll take Jack Black ago, as an answer things too. Different. Jack, I mean, look, he's Always. not historical yet, but he will be. He is. He will be. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lainey, this has been just awesome. Thank you for sharing your insights and your thoughts with us about creating illustrations and some of your process. Um, before we we wrap up, uh, how if people want to learn more, if maybe they want to work with you, how might they do that? Um, my portfolio website is laneyyale.com. And I'm on Instagram at Lainey May. Um, I'm always on LinkedIn. That's where I connect with a lot of people. So you can find me at one of those places. Awesome. And we will make sure those are in the show notes so people can just click on them. So it's easy to go. Well, Lainey, as we, as we wrap up the show, we always ask our, our guests for their final take. So Lainey, what is your final take from today's show? Um, I think when you're creating visuals, you always want to remember your brand voice. Think about your goals and think about balance, readability, cohesiveness, color. Um, when you're when you have a set of visual characters, you always want to celebrate diversity. Um, and when in doubt, just hire a designer. We'll help you out. Fantastic. Well, Lainey, thank you so much for being a guest on the Visual Lounge. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You bet. Well, thanks, Delaney. I mean, what a great topic. And I hope you took some ideas away, thoughts about how you might use illustration, how you might go about creating illustration. If you don't know how to, I know a great designer who can help you out. She's more than uh, willing to work with you, I'm sure. Uh, but just, you know, uh, what we want to think about here on the Visual Lounge is you know, enhancing not only just the things that you can do with the text and tools, those are really great. But the reason we have these illustrations created is because you can use those in your screenshots. You can use those in the videos that you're making in your simple videos in Snagit, or if you want to pull them in the Camtasia, no one's going to stop you. You can do that too, because you can use them to really enhance the message that you want to have and share with your audience. And of course, you know, I love what Lainey's talking about, the practice that she's put in, the thing, tools that she had to learn. We're big fans of always taking a little bit of time to level up every single day. Thanks everybody. And we will see you all next time.